Hey, this is Ed Stetzer Live, and we are indeed live this and every Saturday, uh, coast to coast, over 250 outlets. And uh, also, we're going to be taking your calls. And what we do each and every week is talk about issues of the day. And we kind of, we kind of, you know, played play the... Lot of uh, a lot of field here, right? We cover a lot of topics in here in Ed Stetzer Live, and the topic today we're going to talk about is is uh, is really from a book title. The, the book title is "Experiencing Friendship with God," but then the subtitle is really key to understand what's going on in the conversation, and it's how the wilderness draws us to His presence. So we're going to have a conversation about some of the hard things that people go through. We're also going to talk about how having a friend in uh, Jesus, uh, and again, we, we we almost sometimes can trivialize that idea. We can uh, we can just basically have Jesus as my pal, and that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, actually, we're gonna we're gonna look back and experience God's presence and what this looks like experiencing the presence of God. And there's some fun connections that have to do with history. A very famous book in the past uh, by Brother Lawrence, experiencing the presence of God, and we'll talk through those things as well. Now, so today's program, I want to remind you, like every program we have, is available as a podcast. You can subscribe uh, to the podcast at any point and listen whenever you want to, because you know not everyone is listening Saturday at this time. Uh, you should be, but not everyone's listening Saturday at this time. And so you can subscribe as a podcast if you go to edstetzerlive.com. And once you're there, you can uh, plug right into the Moody Radio app as well. And really, all of our Moody Radio programs can be downloaded as a podcast. So we're going to jump in our conversation in just a minute. But let me also thank our team that makes this possible every week. Karen Hendren is our producer. Uh, we've got Courtney Young, who's right now even taking care of some technological issues because she's always on it. For those of you who listened to uh, Michael Rydelnik just before this, you know, it's different. On Not every uh, station carries the preceding show and... Uh, a lot of stations carry that show and not necessarily this show, but you wouldn't be hearing me then. But you probably, if you listened uh, to Michael Wydenick's show, you heard Courtney Young come on and join the uh, the program. It's, uh, sometimes I nudge her on air as well. So we have a little bit of fun as well. So let me just remind you that if this is the uh, an issue for you, maybe you've been struggling through wilderness experiences, you've been walking through uh, difficult times, this might be a, indeed a program you might find helpful. I want to encourage you to uh, to share, maybe shoot a text over to somebody and say, hey, you want to you want to listen uh, to this broadcast today because I think we're gonna we're gonna actually talk some uh, about the idea of how the Lord works and how the friendship of God uh, changes us and transforms us. So I think you'll be encouraged as well. Uh, let me share just a bit of my own uh, journey as well. My own spiritual uh, journey often points to the fact that sometimes it's in some of the most difficult times that I actually draw the nearest to the Lord. I wish that weren't the case, but maybe it's in those times that I need him uh, the most. Okay, so let me tell you about our guest, and then we'll jump into our conversation. Faith Yuri Cho is the CEO and founder of something called the Honor Summit. Now, it's a nonprofit organization that centers Asian-American women in the mission of God. And that's a key part of part of our conversation today. But she's also been sharing the gospel, uh, uh, preaching, teaching since she was 19, speaks at events such as Q Ideas. She has an MDiv. Uh, she's been a contributor to Propel Women. Uh, some of you know Christine Kane, and uh, we've had her on the program a few times as well. Christine actually wrote the foreword to the book. And they co-lead with, she, she co-leads with her husband, Pastor David Cho, the Mosaic Covenant Church in New Jersey, and she and David have four children. The book we're talking about is is actually not out yet. 
Uh, but you can pre-order it now, and I want to encourage you to do so. But we're gonna, we actually have arranged to get some copies next week, so we're going to give away some copies of the book. And sometimes we do this on the program, but we don't just, it's not like call up and say, have like a free copy of the book. It's not like a prize, but it's basically we give it to some really thoughtful callers who maybe have a comment or a question, and then I'll give you a copy of the book. The book is called Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. And a lot in there, a lot in that title, and again, a lot of history we're going to walk through as well. So let me say to Faith Yuri Cho, thank you for joining us on the program. I'm assuming you're there in New Jersey, correct? I am. Thank you so much for having me, Ed. Glad to do it. Glad to do it. I, I grew up in New York, so we would look down on you in New Jersey, more literally than figuratively, <laughs> but nevertheless. So, And we'd always say, someone from New Jersey would always say, what exit? Because there's this big road through New Jersey that everyone lives off an exit. But anyway, but good to have you on the program. And and the book is, is it's uh, multifaceted. I want to kind of start walking through this because uh, a lot of this intertwines with your own story um, and the yeah. story of your second born son and mm -hmm. kind of choices and decisions you made in the midst of that and how it relates to building a friendship. and what, So there's a lot there. So just take a few minutes and kind of walk us through uh, the Spirit's prompting here, what took place, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Thank you so much for asking that. I mean, I think every Christian, as they walk through the wilderness seasons of their lives, and it feels like a wilderness season often because everything that affirms our faith in Christ sometimes gets challenged. And when the things that have once affirmed and encouraged our devotion to Christ falls through, then what is it that we actually live for? And the premise of this piece is just if our purpose in life is to know him intimately, authentically, and passionately, then no matter what season we go through, even the wilderness, um, it will not weaken our faith. If anything, it will give significance to every season of our lives. If we are going through a season of pain, then we get to know our comforter. If we go through a season of lack, we get to know our provider. If we go through a season of failure, we know his grace. And so really the gift of the wilderness is to really clarify the true purpose of our lives. And so that was the heartbeat behind writing this book, especially for those that have gone through wilderness seasons, particularly from 2020 and on. And we know what that has done to the church community since. Um, and yeah, it's just really bringing us back to our ultimate purpose. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the uh, relationship and experience with your second son being born in the health crisis that was there. Yes. Uh, when my second son was born, I mean, when my second child was born, he's actually my only son. Um, he went into the NICU. He was born a month early. Um, and it was just a very dramatic incident. Um, I mean, no one likes to see their newborn have any sort of health crisis. But that was when I experienced a, a true mystery in the sense of what I knew of God was not matching with my experience of God. I knew God as a healer. I was a, a preacher of the gospel for many years to that point. And yet, everything that I prayed for, everything that I believed, it was just not showing up. And there was actually even a moment where I wondered, what is the point of this? What is the point of believing? You know, when he, and I remember even telling the Lord, I don't even want to pray because I feel like you're just going to do whatever you want anyways. And in that moment, um, especially in um, the, the pain of that disappointment, I really felt this unction from the Spirit 
to to give thanks to which obviously I, I wasn't feeling that and I was kind of uh, difficult with the Lord in that thinking well I'm not really thankful for anything and I think that's very relatable to a lot of Christians but I remember with in response to that unction from the spirit um, without much feeling to it I brought out a, a journal from from my bag and I just started to write the things that I was thankful for um, and the first 20 minutes I didn't really feel much but I remember around the 40 minute mark as my heart began to thaw just having this ever-present realization, revelation, and experience. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord was with me. And I experienced that friendship with the Lord. And it was was strange because as I was doing this, in that 40-minute span, nurses were coming in, doctors were coming in, and it wasn't that my circumstance was changing in that time, but I was changing. And I felt this peace beyond all understanding, and it was enough. And that really answered my question of, is the presence of God truly enough in our seasons of pain? And that's what kind of spurred on a lot of the heart behind this book. Yeah, and it it is, um, you know, kind of a universal reality is that people sort of walk through painful situations and are often unsure how to respond to them. And uh, Mm -hmm. some people draw near to the Lord. Some people actually kind of push away from the Lord. And I think we're Mm going to have a good conversation today. I'm going to invite our callers as well. Our phone number is 877-548-3675. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to give us a call. Maybe you want to ask some questions, how to, how to walk through some of these wilderness experiences, how to draw near to the Lord. Maybe Maybe that's not been your experience, and maybe it has been, and you got some mm-hmm. examples you can share with us as well. Again, our number is 877-548. Uh, and by the way, I should always tell people that you could write this down too, 877-548-3675. We're talking to Faith Yuri Cho. Uh, we're talking about her new book, Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence, which again, I, I the subtitle... I don't want to be drawn through the wilderness. I want to be drawn through the wonderful times, not the challenging times. We're going to talk about what that means, how we live that out. Again, 877-548-3675. We can take your calls to our conversation just a moment. Hey, we're back, and we're seeing folks calling in already. Josie's been on our phones today, and super excited to take your calls in just a minute. I want to ask a couple of questions of Faith Yuri Cho, and then we're going to invite you to jump into the conversation uh, with us as well. Um, so here's part of the challenge I think people, when they walk through difficult times, um, is they are not sure how to respond, and often they feel distant from God, not closer to God. I think that's kind of a very recurring thing. I went through a hard time. I felt distant from God. But again, your book, Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence, is pointing us to a different way. Tell us more about what that looks like. Yeah, I think sometimes when we go through, and this is what I call the mystery of His presence, which is when reality Um, Our experiences do not match with what we know of the Lord, and we sometimes live in that tension. And when we go through that, sometimes we like to fill in the mystery with our own narrative. And sometimes our narrative tells us God has abandoned us. Sometimes our narrative tells us 
well, I guess God is mad or God's trying to humble me um, or he's ignoring me until I get my act together, which all of this is actually not theologically true. And when we realize just truly how powerful and strong the power of his blood really is and how complete the atonement really is. And when we realize that the Holy Spirit remains with us, even in our most ugliest of moments and even in our valley seasons, um, that's when it truly gives us the faith to acknowledge him no matter what we are going through. For some people, as they go through the wilderness, um, they may feel like they need to get to the promised land, that they need to live for the promised land in order to feel close to God, when actually the purpose of the wilderness was not really the promised land. The promised land that did come with it, but it was actually just a friendship with the presence of God, and he remains with us still. So um, sometimes we interpret the wilderness as God's abandonment, but actually it's God's loyalty that helps us to interpret the wilderness. Mm. God's loyalty helps us to interpret the wilderness. And you use the, I mean, the obviously friend is a lot. You know, when I, I think of kind of the, the campy song, you know, I am a friend of God. And, and you know, <laughs> I, also, I also sometimes think of people that sort of see, you know, Jesus as their older brother and buddy. And, and so and yeah. it's so much more than that. So help us to yeah. think about what does it mean to have friendship with God? That, and, and explain a little bit of the Bible about that, because that's not a language you're coming up with. That's biblical language. Mm. Talk to us about that. Yes, I'm reminded of how Moses was able to lead Israel because he spoke to God as a friend. Um, he spoke to God basically face to face as a friend, and Moses considers Mo- uh, the Lord considered Moses his friend. And so, um, but the thing is, this is before Christ, the sacrifice of Christ. And so, what Moses had with Yahweh is what we have with the Holy Spirit, but even to another level. Um, the Holy of Holies was not accessible to all, um, but the Holy of Holies lives within us. And so to know that um, the, how the burning bush, the, the experience in the tent of meeting, how um, Moses' friendship with the Lord even made his face shine to the point where he had to wear a veil. And to know that our relationship with the Holy Spirit is even more complete, is not behind a curtain, um, and that it has such a transformative effect in us to such a degree. When we realize that on a theological level, um, everything changes. And so, yeah, it's, it's not the broken version of friendship that we may sometimes see in our own lives. Because I think when we um, struggle with friendships in our lives, we may think, well, I'm not really quite sure what that's supposed to mean. But what I mean is the kind that is so real that is so intimate, that is so passionate, that if it could, if a semblance of it could make Moses' face shine to the point where he needs a veil over his face, one can only imagine what it will do to us who actually carry the Holy Spirit. Right, and that is an important distinction from the Old Testament believer and the New Testament believer. We carry the Holy Spirit. And you said earlier, and in the book as well, uh, that God was already and forever pleased to dwell with me. Let me say it again so people don't miss it. It's God was Mm -hmm. already and forever pleased to dwell with me. It's actually from experiencing friendship with God, how the wilderness draws us to his presence. Uh, what What does that mean? Talk about this. How does it how do you see more of God's grace and love? You kind of relate that to a missions trip as well. Talk to us about that. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, man, I think sometimes, even as Christians, we feel like we're constantly in debt to Jesus, Um, especially for those that don't feel close to him. Like, oh, man, I owe him another 30 minutes of prayer. I owe him another Sunday service. I owe him this. And to do that um, is kind of like the wrong perspective of what the basis of our friendship with him actually is. Um, When we realize just how complete um, the, the, the work on the cross, the blood of Jesus, his mercy and grace really is, we realize, wow, the Holy Spirit, um, he wants to dwell with me. Well, the whole concept of atonement really is, is oneness between God and humans. It's not just getting us a, a clean report card. It's not just, oh, hey, terrible person, let Jesus make up for the fact of how terrible you are. It's a, it was started off by a divine love from a God who could not fathom an eternity without us and desired a oneness, and he paid for that fact. And I remember there was a time on the mission field when, um, oh, man, I remember that feeling, uh, and, you know, people – Sometimes it's soon because I write a book like this that I was always besties with God. When actually I was the one that struggled to worship. I was the one that stood still while everyone else was cheering and crying before the Lord. And I remember I was having one of those moments. And it's funny because I was leading this mission trip. And everyone else around me was so attuned to what God was doing in the atmosphere. And I really felt dead inside. I felt like prayer was like talking to the wall. It didn't, it didn't seem like it was just going anywhere. I felt abandoned. I felt alone. And one of the things that I did in that moment was probably one of the most honest prayers that I've ever prayed, which was I, I backed up into a corner. I got on my knees and I told the Lord, um, I don't think I could ever be who you need me and want me to be, but I love you. Mm. And that's it. Mm. Like that, that's, that's just my truth. Like, I don't know if I could ever become what you want me to become. I don't know if I could ever do what you want me to do, but I love you. And that's it. And I remember in that moment and, um, it was just an experience that I can't, I'm always still trying to articulate the best that I can, but it was, it was a very loud sanctuary because there was worship going on, but it felt like it was just him and me in the room. It just felt like there was this blanket placed over me. And I heard the voice of God internally, not externally, but I I felt his voice call my name and say, I I love you anyway. And it's just one of those things because we are a spirit with a body and not a body with a spirit. It's just something that I just knew that I knew that I knew that I heard. It was just an unction in my spirit that I heard him say, I love you anyways. And something about that moment, knowing that he, he fully sees me and yet fully wants me. Hmm. Um, that was when what I knew of him started to become what I felt of him. And sometimes that journey takes a bit. It takes a bit uh, it, it takes a bit of faith. It takes a bit of discipleship. It takes a bit of internal work. It takes a bit of trust. But that was one of those moments where what I knew of him became what I felt of him. And that's, that's sometimes a journey that we have to go through in the wilderness. So let's, uh, let me ask one more question before we go to our calls. And I want to remind mm-hmm. people, we're talking to Faith Yuri Cho, um, Experiencing Friendship with God. 
uh, is, the, is the title of the book, but the subtitle really helps us understand the focus, how the wilderness draws us to his presence. Our phone number is 877-548-3675. Let me say it again, uh, 877-548-3675. We're going to go to the calls in just a minute after this next question for me. So how do you build this idea? Like, how do you grow as uh, experiencing this friendship with God? What does it look like? How do you intentionally do that? Yes, I love that. Um, I got inspired a lot in my life through the life of Brother Lawrence. And a lot of the principles applied in the book is a modern-day take on what Brother Lawrence did. Because I remember I was so hungry to know him. And I felt like um, I remember reading the book Practice of the Presence of God, and it felt like I was watching the Food Network. You know, when people are eating the best food and best meal and tell you it's great, but you have no idea what that means and is going through my own journey because I am not a monk in a monastery. Most of us, we live in the modern day with modern day challenges, with a modern day pace. Um, and so what does that mean to practice the presence of God, to develop a friendship with Jesus, with the demands that are in our lives? Um, aside from one, having a set understanding of what, his, what we mean by his presence. And what I mean by his presence is not just the fact that God exists everywhere and anywhere because he does. But the fact that he's also Emmanuel, he's the Holy Spirit, he's with us in relationship. And that's what we mean by the presence of God. It's not just some energy or some vibe, but it's the person of God willing to be with us. And once we see that and acknowledge the principles of the gospel, we realize, wow, in order to develop a friendship, one, I have to learn how to acknowledge his presence in all my ways. Acknowledge him in all my ways, as it says in Proverbs 3. And learning how to access him. Um, the pathways of accessing him, simple things like learning how to pray, worship, go to the word, rhythms, in our, and, create, and building from there a presence-centered life um, where we have these rhythms of acknowledging and accessing his presence. And from there, as you develop a friendship with the Lord, then you will experience transformation. And from there, you find yourself propelled by his presence to bring transformation and mission into the world. Um, but yeah, once we know of him, we could acknowledge him in all our ways and access him and create and build a presence-centered life. So those are some of the principles that I go through. Okay, we're going to take um, one call that we'll need to get in relatively quickly near the bottom of the hour. So we're going to go first to Donna in Chicago. You're live on the air, Donna. Go right ahead. Hi. Uh, good morning. Thank you so very much for having me. I won't hold you long, but I just wanted to make a comment about um, being angry at God because mm. I, my, I lost my very close friend and uh, sister to uh, unexpected death of an cranium embolism. And she was already struggling and was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So we kind of knew that something was going to happen in that medical issue. And But when he took her or allowed her to transition as, we, as a result of having an intracranial embolism, and we were praying, and I became angry because... He didn't answer the prayer. And I understand that God never changes. He's the same all the time, and his character does not change. And I know that he's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. I understand all of that, but I could not mm. 
they drew me away from him out of fear. And I was like, what was the purpose of me praying when you didn't even answer my prayer? I get it. I know that sometimes it means wait, not now or no. I said, but why would you say no to her? She was very devoted to you. She loved you. She was a servant. She mm. gave to everyone, you know, and I just, it drew me away from him out of fear. I became afraid of him instead of drawing closer to him, even knowing his character. And I was like, What's the, what, what, I don't understand this. I just don't. Okay. And um, it was true. Okay. Donna, I got to so. interrupt you because we're going to run out of time. So I want to make sure we give Faith an opportunity because we have to, there's a hard break at the bottom of the hour. So if you'll hold on, we're going to give you a copy um, of Faith, Yuri Cho's book, Experiencing Friendship with God. But talk to us a little bit about this, Yuri. We, we have just about a uh, Faith, we have about just about a minute in this segment. Yes, I mean, definitely in that moment we're experiencing the mystery, and I love how you were able to acknowledge that his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. In that moment, I believe the Lord wants to reveal. I believe he wants to reveal his presence. When certain things are hidden in the wilderness, it's because he wants to reveal our presence. And although we do live for healing, we do live for breakthrough. Um, it's interesting because on this side of heaven, not everything is guaranteed, but what is guaranteed is a genuine friendship with the Lord. Um, sometimes we wonder, why didn't this provision happen? Why didn't that prayer get answered in the way that I wanted to be answered? But one thing that is for sure, that when we draw closer to him, as it says in James 4, 8, he will draw closer to us. Good word. That was Faith Yuri Joe. We're going to continue our conversation with her. And Donna, thank you for your call, hurting with you in this journey. Again, our number is 877-548-3675. We'll continue our conversation with Faith Yuri Cho in just a minute. Hey, we're back. Faith Yuri Cho is our guest. This is Ed Central Live. I'm actually the uh, dean of the Talbot School of Theology at Biola University, and I'm uh, broadcasting uh, this and every Saturday from Mariner's Church, where we've got a little studio set up here. So thankful for uh, to be able to come to you and talk with you about some of these important issues. Thank you for Donna's call. Hope that uh, Faith Yuri Cho's response was helpful. And of course, we gave her a copy of Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. I want to invite your calls, 877-548-3675. Again, 877-548-3675. We're going to go through some calls. And you know, when you talk about the wilderness and you talk about experiencing God's presence, I don't know, as a pastor and a preacher, um, in fact, the last time I preached it here at Mariner's Church, where I am now, I actually talked about why do, um, you know, why does a good God, why do we, if we have a good God, why, are bad, why do bad things happen? And I can assure you that when you talk about something like this, uh, wilderness experiences, finding the Lord in the midst of them, it just relates to people. And we see that in the calls uh, as well. Again, 877-548-3675. We're going to go uh, first to Scott. I think it's in Muskegon, Michigan. Scott, you're live on the air with your question, your comment. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, um, thank you. I, I've i been in the wilderness for a long time. I uh, mm-hmm. uh, had a severe disability, um, became totally blind at a young age at uh, about 10 years ago, and uh, have struggled with that myself, which is uh, enough of a struggle. Um, always knowing the Lord was still in it. In fact, during that time, I always said, God, you know what you're doing. I just got to trust you. Um, but then, 
few years ago, my wife was diagnosed with dementia, and uh, so the, the person that I leaned on has now become um, disabled, and I have to help her. And uh, along with that, our, our church has not been very helpful to us. I have a couple friends that, that, that have helped, but it just seems like God is piling on, so to speak. And uh, I, I know his word. I trust him. I love him. But sometimes I feel he's just a long ways away. Mm, mm. I'm so sorry. And I, I, I want you to, I want to let Faith just kind of talk a little bit, maybe encourage you on your journey. And also, we want to give you a copy of her book. It's Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. So uh, Scott's just been pretty transparent there, Faith. Um, there's obviously, and, and again, represents probably millions of people who are following Jesus, who love Jesus, and just feel the distance and far away. Um, how, how does the Bible teach us a different way? How does friendship with God show us a better path? Yes. Well, first of all, I want to just, um, you know, even as you were sharing, Scott, like I agree with you. Um, that is a journey where, you know, as a Christian, it's so easy to be like, well, God has a greater plan, but when you are in it, when you are in that pain, um, you don't want the greater plan. You, you want what you, you need and you want what you want. So I want to really honor that. Um, and as we, in our wilderness, go into rhythms of grief, because grief is one of the pathways where we build a friendship with the Lord. It's grieving, regular grieving. Um, and you see that in the imprecatory Psalms. You see that in the multiple Psalms um, where David and the psalmist just, it's so honest about how they feel. It's, they're so honest, and that is welcome before God. I think sometimes people are afraid to bring their honesty before God. Um, well, one, number, number one, God sees it. Um, but it takes a childlike trust to bring it out from within us and to lay it on the table and say, Holy Spirit, here it is. Here, here I am. He knows what you think, but he also hears what you say. You know, and as you do, and as you bring that grieving before the Lord, there is a level of knowing him that you will experience where when Apostle Paul, when he, he too was, was losing all things, when he too was in a prison, um, perhaps not knowing when he was going to die, when his time was going to end, he was able to confess in Philippians 3 verse 8, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. And so there's something about engaging with him that gives us this peace beyond understanding in a time where it makes absolutely no sense. You may want to gain understanding, but what he may want to give you is peace. Hmm. Yeah. I've always been struck by the fact that, um, that, that the Lord, you know, I've experienced like many of us, some tragedy or difficulty and, and uh, yeah. Scott, thank you for your call and your and your heart. I I remember when my sister died at a young age of a rare form of cancer, uh, about twenty years old, and mm, so I remember praying that the Lord the Lord never and still hasn't given me the answer, but He's given me His presence and He's given me of Himself. Yeah. And uh, mm. I wish I had those answers. And and Scott, grieving mm. with you with some of the journey. Um, but and 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 I, I know in eternity I'll get those answers, but. For yeah. now, I have his presence, and 
Mm. And that Friendship of God theme that you write about has really been helpful as well. Let me again invite our callers, 877-548-3675. Again, the, the book is Experiencing Friendship with God. It's not out yet. It comes out like next in like three or four weeks. Uh, but we've got some copies being shipped from the publisher, and we're going to share some mm. of those copies with some of our callers today. And Scott, we're sending you a copy of that. Let's go to uh, Michael in Dayton, Ohio. Michael, you're live on the air with your question, your comment. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, I, uh, I understand how difficult times can uh, motivate us to press into the Lord. But uh, then when times become less difficult, it seems like we uh, can tend to drift away. And, uh, you know, so what can we do to nurture that relationship so that we don't feel like we're on a roller coaster, pressing in, falling away, pressing in, falling away? Another Gosh. another great question. Hold on, hold on the line too, and we're going to give you, Michael, going to give you a copy of Experiencing Friendship with God: How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. So, so I mean, I, I think that's a great question. I don't. First of all, let me just say I don't just want to draw, draw near to the Lord in difficult times, um, though mm-hmm. it does sometimes happen that way. So, how do we not go back and forth, as as, uh, as Michael explained or asked? Yes, that's a great question, and I would first um, examine what we mean by feeling close to the Lord. What is up and down mean, actually, because by the blood of Jesus, there actually is no up and down. He remains with us whether we feel passionate about it or not. And sometimes um, we can mistake the feeling of trauma as intimacy with the Lord. Um, that feeling, you know, that desperation and the trauma, we may mistake that as hunger for God. Um, when, and it shows when the trauma is gone or when we get past it to a certain degree and we're just not pressing in as much and we wonder, wow, where's my hunger? Um, and I will say he is as close to you when you are crying out in tears or when, or just as much as that as when you are just laughing. (laughs) He is as close to you when you are in the library, um, just sifting through books versus when you're in the hospital room because our closeness is not contingent upon our feelings. Our closeness is not dependent on what we are experiencing, but it's just, it's just a fact. He is with you always. And I actually got a clearer picture of this during one of my pregnancies. Um, I remember when I first got pregnant and, you know, when you get that little blip in the sonogram and they say you're pregnant and now you can't drink coffee, now you can't have raw fish. I mean, I remember really struggling with that because I knew I was with child, but that was just not my experience. I didn't feel any difference. And so therefore changes um, were kind of, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, But I remember when I felt her kick for the first time and knowing that it was a kick. I remember that radically shifted my perspective and I realized, wow, here is this pure, innocent being. And although it is different than the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is also all powerful, but here's this pure, innocent being within me that will not leave because we are bound by blood. And I could Mm. kind of act whatever. I could pretend like she's not even there. And yeah, but that will not change the fact that she's within me. And that's a very parallel experience with the Holy Spirit. You're bound by the blood of Jesus. And whether you acknowledge him or not, he's with you anyways. He's close to you anyways, because the blood of Jesus is not contingent upon our discipline level. However, we experience him in different levels when we learn to acknowledge him in everything. 
um, acknowledging him in all our ways, as it says in Proverbs 3. That fortifies that experience of intimacy. And you could do this while you are in the car. You could do this while you're changing your child's diaper. You could do this while you're shopping for groceries. Um, it's not in competition with the busyness of your lifestyle. It's something that you can do just as much as um, my husband and I could be in the same car on a road trip. And it's not like we're talking actively the whole time, but we're still always acknowledging each other. In that same sense, uh, our intimacy with the Lord does not need to be in competition with our daily lives. Mm. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation with Faith Yuri Cho in just a minute. We're talking about her new book, uh, her soon-to-be-out book, Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. I should mention to you that you can pre-order the book at all the places that you do pre-orders, and so you can do that as well. We have one more segment, Your Calls. It could be at 877-548-3675. Again, that's 877-548-3675. We're going to take your calls in our final segment in just a minute. Hey, we're back. Ed Stetzer Live. We're going to jump right into our calls at 877-548-3675. We're going to go first to Sue in Irvine, California. I'm in Irvine, California right now, Sue. So, Sue, you're live on the air with your question and your comment. Go right ahead. Hi. Good morning. I just want to let everybody know on the air that, you know, just be encouraged and just believing in the Lord and having God with us is the greatest thing. And through our trials on this earth, it's sometimes really hard, but to just keep going and remain faithful in the Lord and heaven is forever and our eternal reward is what we're really after and after God's heart and everything that we're going through here is just but a glimpse in our lives and just to remain faithful in the Lord and just keep going. It's hmm. a good word, Sue. Thanks so much for taking the time to call. We'll give you a copy of Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. Um, one of the things you say in the book is that uh, spiritual frustration is often met with unsatisfactory results. Um, so how do people cope with that, the different ways we respond, the range of emotions and more that come with this longing for God? Yes, sometimes that longing for God can feel so burdensome. Um, especially when we don't have a lot of, um, even just our own personal experiences of, of healthy relationships and healthy parenting and healthy, uh, just healthy love journeys. Um, and so I think that spiritual hunger, when it's not met with hope, can often lead to disappointment or discouragement, which is why spiritual hunger alone is not enough, but we also have to have hope. Hope, which is an expectation that a good God can do good things. Um, hope as in, hey, and I remember when I was first crying out to the Lord, I felt nothing. And I remember feeling so burdened by that, um, that hunger, feeling like, wait, that sometimes we feel like God is oversold to us. <laughs> I mean, like as in he's overly advertised to us, and yet what we get is like not as much as we were promised, you know, and that's sometimes easy to get disappointed over, but just having this hope that, Hey, even though I don't feel much that I know that God received it, he is a good God and he's a, he's going to do good things. And this is kind of what I like to call a sanctified assumption. Um, because I think when we are, um, when we are given blanks to fill out, 
in our faith journey, as in we don't know what he's up to. There's like a blank that we gotta that we gotta fill in the blank with. Um, when we do that, it's easy to make just poor assumptions. Oh, God is bad. Or oh, God doesn't like us. Or this is this is it. Or maybe God's just not as good as I thought. Um, but to make just sanctified assumptions, sacred assumptions, really, um, saying, well, maybe God's doing something better. Now, when I get really disappointed, although it's not always easy, I do tend to say, um, I guess God is up to something. You know, mm. when, I, when I get really right. disappointed, that's my sacred assumption. I guess God's up to something, you know, and that's just my way of dealing with that frustration. Fascinating. And, and I think the reason for a lot of people is they don't know how to respond. I mean, I guess that's just human mm-hmm. nature. The psalmists would struggle with these things. I struggle with these things. They don't know how to respond when what God is doing in a situation is not clear. And so you're saying a sacred assumption is, is to trust him in the midst of that. That's a, that's a faith statement, yes? Yes, absolutely. It's a childlike faith that enables us to dance in the mystery. Yeah. And you talk about in the book, mm-hmm. Apostle, the Apostle Peter's childlike faith and the mystery yes. that's connected to that. Tell us a little bit more about that, because sometimes people feel intimidated by the mystery of faith. Oh, yeah. There's so many aspects of faith that's mysterious, right? And there's like the circumstantial, there's a mystical, there's so many aspects to it. Um, but I'm reminded of how when Peter was praying and he had that vision right, where he sees his sheep, and then God's telling him to eat unclean animals, and he's like, no, Lord, and it just makes no sense, and long story short, him just saying yes to God and trusting the Lord through that mysterious encounter led him to ultimately go to Cornelius's home, which, and Cornelius being a Gentile, having a Gentile household, having a Jewish person go into that home in and of itself, that's already like a lot of violation of natural instincts for a Jewish man. And yet, you know, for a Jewish man to hear from his God, go do that. It's mysterious. It makes no sense. The vision makes no sense. That's a mystical experience. The direction makes no sense on a logical level, um, according to his traditions. And yet, to follow the Lord and just trust him through that mystery, um, that small act of walking into Cornelius' home and, and, and preaching the gospel and the Holy Spirit confirming that preaching, um, that brought, was one of the beginning moments of bringing the good news into the Gentiles. Um, and, and that was what changed the trajectory of the church forever. Simply mm-hmm. by saying yes to God through the mystery. Mm-hmm. What would you, you know, we only got a few minutes left. Um, what would you encourage uh, Christians who are, you who love the Lord, who feel distanced, who, um, you know, again, your book specifically deals with like how the wilderness draws us to his presence and how we experience friendship with God. Um, but I guess it's applicable for everyone. Help us kind of as we mm-hmm. get near the end of the program to think about how can we build that friendship with the Lord? How can we practice his presence, to, to quote the Brother Lawrence title, uh, and walk in a way that really talks about this, this deep abiding friendship with the Lord? Yes. One of the pathways that I really recommend and encourage is gratitude. Um, and, I, and that's actually what helped me when I was in the NICU with my son. Um, because of gratitude, although sometimes it feels like we're just ignoring our problems, 
naively. What it actually is, is choosing to give an offering of attention towards the presence of God and what he is doing. And where our mind goes determines our experience. Where our mind goes determines what we feel eventually. Um, And when our minds are gazing at what God has done instead of being fixated on what we feel that he hasn't done, it allows us to experience that friendship in a more intimate way. And when we do this as a practice continuously, even in times of pain, we become more aware of his presence above the storm, above the chaos, above the loss and the fears. And that's what practicing the presence really is. It's an exercise of the soul to build a deep awareness of God, no matter what the season and no matter what the circumstance. So I would say giving thanks is a huge tool for that. Hmm. Faith Yuri Cho has been our guest. We've been talking about her new book, her soon-to-be-out book, it's called Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. And I, I do think that we all probably have some level, if you've been a follower of Jesus for a while, some level of experience with that reality. But I think you'd be encouraged um, to kind of think through the idea of a deeper friendship with God, practicing His presence, and more. So again, the book is it's available to pre-order at all the places you pre-order books. At It's called Experiencing Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. Let me say, as always, thanks so much for listening to Ed Stetzer Live. Thanks to my guest, Faith, Faith Yuri Cho, as well, for joining me today. And I've already mentioned our behind-the-scenes team for the great work that they're doing. Uh, to hear today's program again, and actually remember to hear any of the programs, just go to edstetzerlive.com or the Moody Radio app. And actually, if you go to edstetzerlive.com, you can get the Moody Radio app as well. And because we want to be a source of ongoing encouragement for you through this spiritual journey that is life. Uh, and again, so go to edstetzerlive.com. Also, to all the links to the book, to Faith Theory Joe's bio, all that's always there. We don't generally like do the other people's websites just because it's hard for people to keep up, and edstetzerlive.com is pretty easy to go to. And then Karen makes sure all the links are there, so you can pick those up as well. Uh, let me remind you, you can connect with us through social media, you know, the different apps at Ed Stetzer Live as well. Easy to follow. Uh, Karen just tweets who's coming up. You can follow there if you want as well. And as always, remember that Ed Stetzer Live is part of the Moody Radio family, and Moody Radio itself is a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. So, And I hope you really value and appreciate, like I do, the theme, the tone, the approach that Moody Radio takes, and hopefully encouraging you on your spiritual journey like we did today, and hopefully you to draw closer to the Lord as well. So make sure to remind, remember to come join us this and every Saturday. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Ed Stetzer Live.